Weissman. Welcome back, my friend. Weissman and Oz, I-95 Sports Network, 1605-562-8001. What you just heard there, Doc Emmerich calling the game-clinching goal for the Rangers over the Canadians in Game 6. Steven, how are you doing today, my friend? Welcome back. I could be better. Uh, but I'm okay, Errol. Could be better. Is that what you just I said? I could be better. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to the Rangers. Thank I'll give you. them credit. Very uh, resilient of them to come back uh, from 2-1 to one, uh, earlier in the series. Obviously, they had a rough game three at home, but I, they I bounced it, back. I thought it was over. I thought it was uh, Actually, this team is so Jekyll and Hyde. When something like that happens, you know, you expect them to come out, and you really don't know what to expect the next day. That's the problem. So, But um, there's a lot we can talk about in that series. And the first most valuable player in this series Henrik Lundqvist, uh, no doubt. without a doubt. Henrik Lundqvist played, played on his on his head. Uh, nine four seven save percentage. Uh, one point seven goal goals against. Uh, I mean, he was incredible, and and for all the haters, out? all the haters, yeah, we want Ronta, we want Ronta. He's washed up. Uh, I don't think he's thing anymore. Um, he was fantastic. Uh, this was one of the best performances I've seen from him in a couple of years. And, I mean, they needed him. I mean, if you really go off and think about, you know, what forward for the Rangers had a great series. Really, the only one who had, was probably the best was, aside from Zuccarello, because he had those two goals in in game six, was Rick Nash. Even Zibanejad. Even Zibanejad. Zibanejad was not great up until game five. You know, Kreider did not do anything this entire series. I was very disappointed with the way he played. Aside from game six, Miller and Hayes, who I was disappointed in, had a good game. I mean, these guys came up late, but really what was what was the uh, the key to success? It, it was Henrik Lundqvist. And even with that defense, you know, Henrik Lundqvist only gave, well, he gave up 11 goals. But most of those goals, that wasn't on Henrik. That was on their defense. And we, talk, we talked, this, uh, talked about this off-air, Errol. Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl had a pretty good series. You know what? The regular season, obviously, there was inconsistency with this defense. But Mar- uh, Brady Shea stepped up. Guys like Brady Shea. Oh, he was one of the best. I mean, he has such a – he's 22, Stephen. He's our age. Uh, he was one of the most best players on this Rangers team. And this- Once he got put into the lineup, I think that changed the momentum right there. You saw last season when um, it, was, it was McDonough and Girardi who went down before the Penguin series. And Shea, in games two and one, he stepped up. I mean, he was he was fantastic. Uh, he had a great series this series, and it was a big reason why the Rangers are moving on to stay in the state, in the country of Canada. And honestly, I'm I'm really surprised at the outcome of this. I, you, like had, you had a lopsided series. Let's be honest. Game five, you, five games, usually that series is a lopsided series. You have this as a lopsided series going I the did. other way. And I, from the start... I obviously I had the Rangers winning that one game, game game one. I had them winning one game, all series. From the start, even though the Rangers won the game, I thought Canadians looked like the better team. You know what? The Canadian, be honest with me. Canadians had more opportunities, had better chances, but the Rangers put the goals in. The Rangers took advantage of the opportunities. The Canadians did not. This is what I will say. Both goalies were fantastic. Carey Price is incredible. Henrik Lundqvist is just better. I, I mean, you you go back and, and break down this series. That first goal by Zuccarello, if you're, if you're the Carey Price that I know and that we know as fans, that puck's not going in. 
I mean, in game one, the only goal was was a backhander that went glove side to Carey Price that he couldn't handle. I, that puck should not go in the net. Carey Price was very good, but some of these goals that were given up, he should have not let go by him. I, but I have a question for Canadians fans. Where in the hell was Max Pacioretty this whole entire series? Not one goal. Can't. He got an assist. That's it. He can't go back to Montreal this summer, man. I'm telling you, Connecticut, okay, right? Connecticut kid. No, no, no. I'm saying oh. like I'm saying like he should be hiding oh. in a disguise if no, he's ever back he, in Montreal. No, I had two years left. Yeah, not being the being the point was that you know how crazy Canadian fans up there are up there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, your captain, who is American born, all right, they already don't like you to cut to start off with. But you have to have success, which he's had, and now you come up and absolutely put up a zero. Tanner Glass, for Christ's sake, scored more goals than you in this series. You literally have to wear this guy. What do you look you know, like? You know who had more points than him in this series? No, not the series. In all of the and all of this playoffs in round one, Pekka Rene had more points. <laughs> you know what? In fact, Pekka Rene had more points than the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, God. That was a, that was a disaster. We're going to get into that in a second. But, Steve, I, I first of all, I don't know I don't know how I'm going to survive till Thursday. Actually, I get three days of a break. You know, you know it. You you know. I'm not going to insult you. You know how playoff anxiety is. Okay? I've had enough anxiety for one series. I get a three-day break now, so that's perfectly fine. Now, I, one thing I, God, please hope that Vigneault does is keep these lines together. Uh, that third, quote-unquote, third line, Zuccarello, Hayes, and Miller, was the best line in that game, no doubt. Um I believe Nash and Nash and VC do play very well together. I like to see them together again. Even off the puck, Nash was unbelievable yeah, all series. Nash, aside from game games one through five, because I gotta give the credit to Zuccarello where credit is due. Games one through five, he was the best player on the ice for the Rangers. Aside from Lundqvist, talking about the best uh, skaters, he was the best player on the ice, and it showed leadership to me, which is something that Rick Nash needs needs to. Um, needs to have now because he's not the guy he used to be. He's not the 40-goal scorer that he used to be, obviously. But, you know, Nash can't, was very good in this series. Um, Zuccarello came up big in game six. His speed, man. And Zuccarello has a physicality as well. Yeah, and five foot seven Zuccarello going and knocking the people around, it's going to fire your team up, right? And one thing I'm glad the Rangers got away from after games one through three, even though they, were, they did take steal, they stole a game in those first three games. They were trying to match the Canadians' physicality, punch for punch, which was not going to work out. I and mean, it didn't work out for two out of three of those games. You know, uh, Vigneault made a change in the lineup, puts in Buchnevich, goes back to the speed philosophy, and look what happened. Four, five, six, they won three straight games. They had a lot of success, and the Canadians couldn't keep up. Even when they tried to push the Rangers around, they just skated right by them using their speed. Uh, I'm really proud of this Rangers team because they faced adversity against a team that was bigger than them, that was stronger than them. I, I don't want to call a team collectively dirty. They have dirty players in that team. And, and the Rangers found a way to work around it, and Henry Clinton stood on his head. Very proud of Errol, as a Rangers fan, I have a question for you. you yesterday you were watching hockey, not knowing who you were going to play uh, in round two. You knew two days ago that you were advancing to round two. But yesterday you you had no idea before three o'clock who you were going to play? Who's, was it going to be the Ottawa Senators with Eric, their captain Eric Carlson, or is it going to be the Boston Bruins? I know. I, I, honestly, if I was a fan, I'm happy with who, who they're playing in the Ottawa Senators. I would not want to face a Boston Bruins team. Say they that, were healthy. That defense was 
terribly hurt. And I guess there's a silver line to it because the Long Beach kid, Charlie McAvoy, uh, because of the injuries, you know, we saw what this kid can do. And, wow, he is – I'll be surprised if he's not top four, even on that top line, uh, defensive line next year. And that Boston Bruins team, who look very old and all of a sudden have uh, found a, a nice fountain of youth. Are you happy with – Are you okay? Like, no, the I'm Rangers good. winning, like, really – because you really seem I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a little worried now even that you're out of it you just look very stressed out is well, there something it's that finals time uh, I get it it's finals time but the Rangers just won the day it's, uh, on Saturday it's, it should be a happy day in New York as you're okay, posting your New York Islanders jacket but as you, you take them you're just a little hot yeah there you go but I'm good um, to, I'm glad we you know to get into that series that was one of the surprise. I mean, we had five uh, you know surprises that in the first round we're going to get into Later, that was I didn't put it on my list, but that was a, a surprise that I got from the first round because I thought the Bruins would have handled it. I know they had some injuries on on the defensive line. There, I thought the Bruins would take care of it. I I like the goaltending better. I like their offense better, and, and the Senators are just very average, twenty second in even strength goals in the year. Uh, you know, Craig Anderson's save percentage this year was around ninety one percent, which is okay. I mean, it was a very average team that. Ended up going up 3-1 and being in the driver's seat in this series. One of the biggest uh, factors in this series, in my opinion, for the Boston Bruins, I think, was their mental lapses. Uh, this this team led in the first round with 26 uh, minor penalty minutes. And, you know, it came down to penalties like too, ma- uh, too many men on the ice, uh, bench minors like that. You know, stupid, unforced errors that cost them this series. Guy, there's so many veterans in this lineup, like Sedano Chara, you know, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. Dude, he looks – like, I thought Girardi and Stahl looked done last year. This guy looks – Chara. And he's been so good for so long. I'm not taking anything away from him, but what's my favorite saying? Father time is undefeated. Dude, this guy looks like he's on his last legs. He does. He does. And I, I remember, I believe it was game three and game four, he took two – Delay of penalty games, uh, flip the puck right over the glass, especially one right before third, the third period ended and go, went right into OT. And uh, Dampen enough won that for the Sens in OT just because of that minor penalty. When you're taking mental penalties like that, that's like a, men- that's like a stupid penalty. Like every time someone takes that penalty, you look, you're like yelling at themselves. Like, I can't believe I just did that. You're, when you're an older guy like that and you're taking penalties like that, uh, I, I I don't know. And maybe it is time for him to hang up the skates because he, he has looked pretty old for the last couple of years now. But uh, all the respect is to Dan Char because he, he really has been a great player and a great uh great landscape of this league. What's up? Not only that, you know, obviously Char not playing like he's accustomed to, but we mentioned the injuries, Errol. Their two best defensemen all season, Tori Krug and the, the, the rookie, Brandon Carlo. Obviously out this series, David Krejci, Adam McQuaid, and Colin Miller. You know, no, those they were big injuries. Ravaged with injuries. I just thought they would still be good enough to, to beat the Senators, who I didn't think were all that good. I, I go back and look at the – because you like to look at the quote-unquote experts' predictions, right? Uh, all of them, all but one had the Senators winning. All wow. but one. And most of them had them winning. Most of the people who predicted Boston had them winning in five. Uh, it was wow. crazy. And the thing that terrifies me now about this series, and I, I hate it every single time, Everyone's expecting the Rangers to win. Again, one person had the Senators winning the series. I'll give you, uh, you know what? 
Let me give you a hot take real quick. Okay. I honestly think the Rangers win it in stop. four or five. No, no, stop, 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 stop talking. Stop talking. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What? What? You already ruined my day. Eric Carlson played that series? That's ridiculous. Two hairline fractures in his life. He's six points. Six, uh, six points average 30 minutes a game. I'll say this. you got to wear it down eventually, right? Uh, two, two? It's not even one. It's one. It's two hairline fractures. Um, I believe McDonough had that in the Tampa series a couple years ago. And he's, he, I, I'm trying. I think it actually might have been a broken foot. But by who? Uh, McDonough a couple years ago in the Tampa series. I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly, but I think it was it was either a fracture in his heel or or in his foot. But either way, I mean, it affects you eventually. I really hockey don't. players, man. They're not. They're not like anything else. They're not human. Isn't it disgusting how we have two major sports playoffs going on and one of them? I mean, like it's like. The NBA player gets the cold, and they're out for, you know, two, three games. And, and the hockey player, two hairline fractures, and the guy doesn't miss a shift. Speaking about injuries, this is totally off topic. But did you see what happened over the weekend with uh, Madison Bumgarner? Oh, my God. Broken ribs. Oh, my God. A fractured rib. I mean, if that happened. A bike ride. Forget about baseball. If that happened to any player here that didn't have a championship. Oh, they got ripped. We would be killing them. But, I mean, you, the guy's giving you three rings, okay? We, what are you going to do, right? That's got to be part of their contract, right? Riding those dirt bikes and, you know, that's, they're not obviously going to find him because he's Madison Bumgarner and they don't want to have that bad no. rapport with him. But if you, what? How dumb? Because you just trust that your player's not going to do something so dumb like that. I mean, like, come on. If, uh, oh, You're ace. Oh my God! If Henry, Imagine Noah Syndergaard doing that. If Henry, Matt Harvey. If Henry, if Henrik Lundqvist was doing that, come on! I don't care if it was in the beginning of the season or in a playoff run. Give me a break. But with all the issues with Matt Harvey and uh, that he's had, imagine he he got hurt in a bike riding incident, and he, that cost him the season. The guy. He'd be off his team. The guy. The guy could see doing that. That would be Syndergaard with a smile on his face. But the Mets, Mets fans would rip him off. No, we would. And then, you know what? It, as Sandy always likes to call it, it's a bad optic. And, and what are you going to do? I mean, it, you know, this giant team, this, the, you know, they saw, I don't know how we got on to I, I just, because we're talking about injuries and whatever. No, we'll, we'll talk baseball at the end of the show. God, it, Steven, leave me alone. But, uh, yeah, we'll have the Rangers Senators series starter on Thursday. Uh, quick prediction. What what kind of series do you think those are going to be? I think we could wait till Wednesday. Uh, the game is Thursday, so I'll give you a prediction Thursday. I haven't made up my mind yet on who's going to win this You're series. There's a prediction Wednesday. Um, I did predict the team to get into the conference finals. I and for that matter, I'll extend that to the Canadians too. I thought whoever was winning this series to get into the was getting to the conference finals. I, I had the Canadians in. And um, I you know. I, I expect. I really did expect them to win to play Boston. Like that was one. Of, this is one of the most surprising things to me. But how about Pitts, the Pittsburgh Columbus series? Oh, God, you, you want to just get to the surprises now because we're, we're breaking it down. Yeah, I guess so. We'll All right, place. so five, five, uh, five surprises. Stephen, you want to go first since uh, ladies? I guess. Ahead. I mean, I'm the thing is there weren't that many surprises to me. It's just like when you break it down, there's a few. I guess so. The Rangers, honestly, I was surprised when they came. After they looked out of it after Game Three. I I thought the series was over by then. I honestly thought the Canadians were taking it uh, in five games, and I guess that'll be my uh, five through one. My least like surprise: uh, the Rangers out uh, uh, defeating Montreal. Um, 
my surprise in that series was Rangers winning game six. I fully, I so fully expected at 7.59 p.m. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to walk in here. This kid's going to give me a look, and we're going to be talking about game seven tonight because it would have been tonight. Um, the It was a pleasant surprise because the Rangers have known to make every single little thing the hardest thing possible. So I, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised, obviously, they won that game six. So um, Number four, Steve, I, I, I'm going to cut that here because I was shocked when the Oilers lost seven nothing in game four, I believe. I was even more shocked when they won the next two games. Um, Joe filled in for you on Wednesday, and how was that? It was good. No, we actually had a good show. We we, we always have a really good show, but a lot to talk. You know, a lot of hockey talk, and then towards the end, I aggravated him with the Jets draft talk. So that was always fun. Um, we both agreed. I, I thought the Sharks were winning the next two games in that series. And I thought maybe for a young team, it was too demoralizing a loss like that. But I got to give that that team all the credit in the world. You're a young team and you come back after losing 7 nothing to the defending Western Conference champs. A pat in my, a pat on the back to, to Cam Talbot, whose number could possibly be permanently tattooed on my back in in uh, 12 wins. So. Yeah, uh, you know what? I did. I, I had something else in mind, but I'm gonna, you gave a great point. Uh, the Edmonton-San Jose series. I honestly had Edmonton winning. I had Evan Edmonton winning the whole thing. I said it from when we did our predictions. But I'm surprised guys like Patty Marlowe or I know Joe Thornton and Logan Couture weren't 100% healthy. Uh, they didn't even get Thornton back to what was a game three. But I'm surprised they didn't, you know, make, her bigger, make a bigger impact in that series. Uh, veterans like Patty Marlowe and Joe Thornton, who are both UFAs, after the season. So I'm curious to see what happens there. I know. I just want one of them. At least one of them to win a cup in there. Stop career. stop wanting people to win. The only people you should want to win cups is your team. But do you see they could they've been in the NHL for so long. They've been on pretty good teams. I and they just haven't finished. I mentioned this to Joe as far as I can remember watching hockey, which is in 06, which is the year before the Rangers went off and made those two big signings from Drury and Gomez. I know we're going back a long time. Ever since, like, since I started, the Sharks were supposed to go to Stanley Cup Finals every single year, and they finally got over that hump last year. I think that's it, man. I honestly think, I'm not saying I want them, I think they deserve a cup. They deserved it, and they, they could have done it last year, but that's why I'm interested to see if, uh, I, I think more Patty Marlowe is going after the, uh, in the offseason than Joe Thornton. He's getting a lot, both getting we'll a lot see. of money. I think we'll Marlowe, a younger Marlowe than So, uh, I guess I'll go to my next one. Uh, next surprise, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. I honestly thought they would have given the Blues a much better series. You know what? The Wild weren't horrible. They weren't horrible. It was just guys like Alex Steen, Petrangelo. These, the big guys stepped up. And the Blues, honestly, uh, probably the biggest factor was Jake Allen who played like the Vesna Trophy finalist he is. So, honestly, I, I thought the Wild were going to get over that first-round hump that they, they haven't made it in a couple of years. But, unfortunately, you, Blues you, t- took it. You had them fourth on your list. I had them third. And the Wild – I had Sharks. the Wild third. Okay, so we on third. What was your we fourth? on the third. My fourth was uh, 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 the uh, Sharks. Um. The Wild and Sharks have to really be kicking themselves right now. I mean, the team that ended up being, by a lot of people, including 
me and Joe, who, who made our predictions on this show, um, the Blackhawks were expected to at least get to at least to the conference finals and see what happens in there. And now they, you know, we're going to get into them a little bit later. I was very shocked what happened with Minnesota and St. Louis. St. Louis, can we not forget, St. Louis sold at the deadline. And they sold. They gave away, they, I'm not going to say gave away, they got a first-round pick for him, but I don't think they got equal value for Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, Jake Allen, I did not have a lot of faith in. They fired their coach. Like I said before, they traded their best player. And they beat the Wild in five, in five, in five games. I expected the Blues to give a wild, the wild a series. I did not, I did not expect it to go this way. So Jake Allen was uh, quite he, unbelievable. Uh, he, you know what? He made me crow. He shut my mouth. So uh, good for him. Good for, uh, good for St. Louis. We'll go off against, uh, Nashville next round. And, um, Go back to the other conference. We have both. We have the I, I know, I know. Um, one team that I I really wouldn't have been surprised if they won this series. And jo- was it you or Joe picked them to win this series? I think it was Joe. It was Joe picked them, which I didn't think was very far fetched at all. I are you kidding me? And I asked the preference something that Rob Taub tweeted out <laughs> this week. Bob Rosky has no success in the book. Like he literally. Every time I see this guy in the postseason, he's getting he's getting hit left and right. Um, I kind of got a little smile on my face when I saw Tortorella's face. You know, when they <laughs> come on, such a good coach. I, I but like what what happened? I mean, I get it. The Pittsburgh defending Stanley Cup champions. They got all the experience in the world. They played them so tough throughout the regular season, and I get it, it's a new season, Stephen. But you don't give them. You don't even give. You barely gave them a fight, even in the game that they won. I mean, you just expected Pittsburgh to come back and just break their hearts. I, it was, it was that was one of the most surprising things to me. No, yeah, and I, I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, that was definitely one of the bigger surprises how Columbus how, how outplayed they were. Uh, I on, honestly, Pittsburgh's going to go all the way probably as well. I could see them going to the cup, but even guys, experience matters. But they have a rookie. In Pittsburgh, the name is Jake Gertzel. Didn't hear, he didn't hear of him until the hat trick. I'm not gonna lie to you. What a series this guy had, and you know what? Guys like Phil Kessel stepped up. Malkin. This is a, this is an experienced team. I just want to see the cup for He had he led the led the team in points. I, I mean, isn't it scary that the Pittsburgh Penguins have all these guys and they're like, you know, they're about 30 years old now, and then they have a guy who, you know, who's a rookie and he scores a hat trick and, and a 23 year old goaltender who didn't even have to play for them to win this series. Yeah, I was just gonna say their goaltending wasn't even that good this series. Now what's gonna go? Now is Murray still hurt? Are they just right in the hand with Flurry? What's going I'm on? I'm not sure because you know Flurry obviously within the playoffs he hasn't had the best uh, statistics to say the least. Murray carried them to the Stanley Cup last season. So that's why I'm curious. I know. I saw it firsthand. <laughs> that's why I'm curious to see what happens round two against Washington Capitals. Imagine uh, Braden Holtby versus a Murray or Flurry. Uh, I'm excited to see that series. But, so that's something we can mention. Before we get into our, our most surprised, most surprising, how about the series with the Leafs and the Caps? Um, For anyone who looks at the Leafs and says, you know, good job. Well, they're coming, man. Well, then, I, I mean, they've already arrived. They look so good. Um, you know, people are so into, like, you know, rooting for the underdog. And I, and I could see a scenario with this Leafs team is, is conquering the Atlantic next year and, and being, a, you know, a threat to everybody and being a nuisance to everyone. Um, their coach was fantastic. 
Austin Matthews is a superstar already, and he's 20. Is he even 20 years old? I, I don't even think so. Um, Frederick Anderson, I was very surprised with because he's always been mediocre. Not mediocre, average. I'll give him average in Anaheim. Played very well in this series. Um, Washington just, and I'll give them credit, they just wanted it more because they have all the, every game that they get, they're going to play in this playoff, they have all this, the, the pressure in the world. And the game Leafs, four, they, they stepped up. They did. And the Leafs were playing loose. They were a young team. No one really picked them to win except, you know, you know, you. And, nah, I'm just kidding, brother. Um, I honestly thought they had it. I thought after game three, they looked so good. Austin Matthews, I called it. I said Austin Matthews was scoring at home. And I, I took two goals, but. Um, and then game four, I believe, went into overtime. I mean, those are those Ovechkin over- scored twice. Those 2-1 overtime games are so fun because it can alter the series so much. I mean, you saw it in the Ottawa-Boston series going the other way. I mean, that was the game that put them up 3-1. Um, I, in this case, it was, it was the uh, game that tied that series 2-2. I wish it was 3-on-3. Three three. No, I, I – do you really – no, no, no. You want the most the playoff playoff hockey three on three OT. What's more exciting? No, um, I don't know. You, you watching you your booty dropping. I, I don't don't get me into it. Anyway, what are you what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Let's get into our list. I don't. Uh, the most surprising. Sometimes thing. I don't know what you're gonna do. That's why you know you're full of surprises. Um, Stephen, the Blackhawks. I I, I have I have a couple things to say, right? This is this was equivalent, and I'm going to give the Nashville Predators some respect. This is equivalent to a 15 seed beating the two seed. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to lie to you. I did not see any other team coming out of this conference. I thought it was Blackhawks or Bucks because I, I Minnesota, as you can see, I did not expect to come out of this conference. They couldn't even get out of the first round. Uh, St. Louis, I could not see. Um, the first round opponent, Nashville, I did not see. The only other team I could see was San Jose, but now I couldn't even see that. Uh, I, obviously, they uh, they got knocked out as well. But you, they should be embarrassed at themselves, Steve. I, really, how could you – you get swept. Not even did you get swept. You got demolished on your own home floor ice in game two, five to nothing. You should be a shit – I get it. They won the Stanley Cup a couple of years. They've won, what was it, three in, in the last eight, seven or eight years, right? You should be embarrassed. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, Pecorino just was unstoppable. That's the only thing I can say. Pecorino was the X factor in this series. And I think this is bad for the NHL because I don't know about you, but I think people are going to start losing interest in the Western Conference playoffs. I don't think so. I think the Edmonton Oilers are coming to play. I think they're going to make some noise in the second round. We're going to do our second round predictions on Wednesday, and I really, I, I have no clue where I'm going with that series. Because I, I really expected San Jose's experience and Moxie to, to get them through that town, young town of Edmonton. I th- okay, let's talk about the other side of that, though. The Ducks. Rob Tell's pick to win the Stanley Cup. But the Ducks... I got, I got no faith. The Ducks look good, but I think it was just the inexperience of the Flames. They're too young. When we talk about who can get to the conference? Who can get to the Stanley Cup now out of the Western Conference? I don't know where I'm going because I have no no faith in what is actually the, one of the more talented teams left. They're like the Capitals to me. I mean, you expect them. You expect so much from them every single year. They have the talent to do so, and they just come up small. 
every year, man. I I, 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 have, I have an idea of how my Western Conference final is going to go. I, I know you do because you know in the beginning you had your Stanley Cup final uh, champion as the was the Oilers. So I, I think I can have you the know idea. Where I'm going in the other series. I, I yeah, no, I do. I I have an idea, but. No, I, I think it's going to be fun. I guess I got to stress three next three days. What do you get? You know, um, it was fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it was full of anxiety. It was nerve wracking, but it was fun. And it was fun calling you out on Twitter. Canadians I didn't, in five. I didn't acknowledge it. Canadians in five, man. You couldn't even give them six. Set. Canadians in five. Where is Rob Cow? Canadians in six. Get out of here. This is my house. This is, yeah, I guess so. I, I don't really know what else to say, but uh, and when we're speechless, that's when we go to commercial. <laughs> but um, if you're listening to the podcast, the commercial is brought to you by the SND Podcast channel. Uh, but you're listening to the I-95 Sports Network, Western Island, so we'll be right back with you after this commercial break. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Weissman and Oz back with you on the I-95 Sports Network. The number to dial in is 1-605-562-8001. Press 5 to join the conversation. Uh, we just went over a lot of hockey playoff talk. Let's transition to some uh, some... Local baseball oh, at all. We have to. I guess we'll start off with the Mets oh, and then on, no. some Yankees, but tough tough road for the Mets so far, huh? It's the Premier League Cup was yesterday. I mean, <laughs> I think it's actually called the FA Cup. I got that wrong. Um, I think they've lost nine out of the last ten now. Uh, yeah, is it that bad? I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't paid. I, I can't pay. I have too much anxiety from the Rangers playoffs. I, I can't pay attention to Eight of the last nine. Um, go to uh, the begin the middle of August for me for a second. I want you to check something out. See if you can point that out. No, August, August. Did I see July? I said August. Why is it so? Uh, is this... No, that's oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. No, go to that uh this weekend right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. yeah, this one right here. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. We're okay. You want to go with me? Come on. Where? Philly trip, dude. I you know what? All this talk about the NFL draft on Twitter. People posting cheesecake, cheesesteaks, cheesecake, cheesesteaks everywhere. I really, 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 really want to go. So um, okay. we're going to go in August, okay? Good. We, yep. just, uh, we just did that on, on live air, so now we have to go. Just like when the Oilers win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to have 33 on my tattoo on my back. But um, anyway. On your back? This is uh, – I, I kind of want – if I have to get the tattoo, I'm going to get like my back shoulder, okay. you know? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to feel about that, but whatever. <laughs> Steven, um, uh, first I want to say something about Jose Reyes, right? The one thing he had going for him, the one, I mean, the only thing he had going for him is that the Mets really didn't have that speed leadoff hitter at all, like at all on this team. Now, the thing that um, it's going to spell to his release, and he could because really they're paying him $500,000 to get nothing to hold him. Medical Conforto was all of a sudden became a very good leadoff hitter. I don't know if leadoff hitter is the word. because He could hit in the leadoff spot. Yes. Let me preface that. Yes. Correct. Because – 
A leadoff hitter, you're only you're hit, only hitting leadoff one time, realistically. I mean, could be more, but it only really matters in the first inning, depending on what you do. But Michael Conforto already four home runs to start the season, two of them leadoff home runs. This guy's got to play every single day, Terry. I I will take back my words that I said a couple weeks ago saying this is not Conforto's time. He showed it in the majors. Jose Reyes, I'm sorry. You know what? You were great last season. I'm not giving up on you just yet. But come the end of April, early March, if you're still not hitting, I don't know. I, don't know, I guess he could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't release him. He goes onto the bench, but he'll go onto the bench. And you know, now there's some speculation because Amar Rosario played a game at third base this weekend, and hitting over 400. Uh, and uh, Dominic Smith is uh, actually, I think, he's hitting better than me. I think he's hitting around 430. <laughs> um, but I think the lineup. Right now, and, you know, what are you doing with third base? I have no idea. But the lineup in the sense of Cessus in left, Grandison in right, Conforto in center, and Jay Bruce at first. And he hasn't played all that bad. I, I know we had a little debacle. I think we were working that game. The whole debacle with Syndergaard and – no, no, no oh. Bruce at first base, and, and he didn't get the ball. Syndergaard in time, but kind of Syndergaard didn't really bust it right out of the gate. I don't think he's going to get there anyway. But he hasn't really been all that terrible at first base defensively. He's been – Average. And really, is it that big of a drop-off from defense from Lucas Duda at first base? I don't, not really. Jay Bruce, but Duda had a good, has had a good start to the year. No. That's the only thing. Well, now he's on the DL. And so, he'll be off soon. He, it's only a uh, soreness, I believe. Yeah, and he's eligible to come off in about a week. So this this week slate of games is going to, you know, basically an audition for how this lineup is going to stay um, from the outfield and from the first base perspective. Now we get back into the whole third base thing. Steven, he's your boy. Uh, he proved me wrong last year when we brought him in. But dude, is he hitting? Is he hitting a hundred? Uh, I don't even is know. Is he hitting a hundred? I'm gonna check that out because I, I, like I said, when the Rangers playoffs are going on and they're 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 chiming in the playoffs right now, um, it's hard for me to pay attention to anything else because there's so much anxiety from everything else. Uh, I'm not kidding. Like I don't sit. I don't know about anyone else. I don't sit during playoff games. No matter what sport it is, I don't sit. And hockey's so fast, it's just so oh god. Um, as we're getting stats up for Jose, but that's the only hole and now Darno, who is actually off to a good start, who was hitting well, is hurt and he couldn't throw to begin with, and now with this injury he's hitting one oh four. Hey, how you doing, Jose? Got a single yesterday. Oh my god, his um is on what's his OPS? Three what? Three three twenty hole. Oh, god. Um Yeah, dude, he's been bad. Like he he like and I talked about this with Joe when he filled in for you on Wednesday. I've seen people's – we've all seen people struggle, right? We've seen a Sanchez hit. and a Bird struggle. They're still hitting the ball hard. This guy just looks lost. This guy looks like he forgot how to – notice that this guy looks like SpongeBob when he forgot to make – when he forgot how to make Krabby Pads. Like, this dude just forgot how to play baseball all of a sudden. That's He's making – you like that, right? He's making errors in the field. I mean, the pop-up last week against the Phillies that he dropped that that led to that eventual loss in extra innings. And he looks lost at the plate. I mean, there are game, there are times. There was a game. The last game I like watched intensely was that um game where he dropped the ball and he held up on a pitch which was basically on the other side of the plate. Like it would have hit a guy if it was the guy was betting righty. And he held. Up, I'm like, what are you? Sw- why are you even swinging at that in the first place? His vision is, like, completely gone. I can't believe it's it. Just, it's just a bad mojo all around with this team. I mean, what? They're not healthy. They already have injuries with Trevor Star now. This guy's always hurt. Obviously, he's had a great start to the season. 
And even defensively, he's been okay. And Jonathan Lucroy, you, you know, free agency man, it's looking more and more appealing as Darno either gets should've hurt. Should have been on this team last season. You should have. You know, we don't need to get into that. But, you know, if since you just brought up last year, one thing I wouldn't worry about this, I'm not hitting the panic button yet, is because of what we saw last season. Their anemic offense? No, because, you know, we saw this team under 500 in August. Not April, in August. And they came back and found a way to win 87 games while they were ravaged with injuries. I mean, the only guy that was healthy in the rotation, guys, were, were Bartolo and Syndergaard. Um, Cespedes was out for a little while. Garneau was bad. Wright was out. Cabrera was out for a while. Walker had the back surgery. I mean, I'm going on and on for a good reason. And this is reminding me of last season. But, you know, I wouldn't be worried. It's April. I know, they just got swept by their rivals. And, and Daniel Murphy. And they lost two or three to the Phillies. I know, I know, I know, I know. But... Calm down. What do I like to say? Aaron Rodgers, man. Where are you at? No, because it's April 27th. Is it the 27th? It's the 24th. But they're already getting hurt with the injury bug. Look at Yohan Cespedes with the hamstring. And he should be back tomorrow. He, listen, he was getting ready He was getting ready to go up back. I mean, he was getting ready to uh, to pinch hit. So he, he's supposed to come back tomorrow. I must have an off day today. But <laughs> shout out from Bobby on the network. Gotta love Bobby. Um... But, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. And we'll see what happens with this series. I mean, they're playing the Braves. Have they played? They haven't played anyone outside the NL East yet, right? No, they haven't. They have Julio Teron going tomorrow Who night. they can hit. They have Ari Dickey going the next night. Who they won't hit. And then I believe they have... Bartolo Colon. Bartolo. Who they probably Third won't time. hit. I should probably put him in my fantasy lineup because he's faced it up against the Mets. Let's talk about someone that... They, another guy they couldn't hit of yesterday, Max Scherzer. Yeah. He owns the, the guy. The guy's a Cy Young, you know, candidate know, for a reason. The only guy that can head off him is Michael Conforto, who has already has four home runs off Max Scherzer. But yeah, and you know, you bring up Conforto, he's been the best hitter on this team aside from Jay. Um, and the guy's got to play. He's got to play every single day. I mean, it's the, the conversations. It's over. It's over. And so, and you know, watching him, I get a little better feel than I did last because he had an awesome April last year. Let's not forget that. And then. And after that, ever since Madison Bumgarner 0 for 5, everything just went downhill. You see a little bit more confidence with him now. I mean, he's because he's hitting, you know, he hit cleanup. I mean, excuse me, he hit leadoff. You can hit him if third or fourth if you need to. I mean, the confidence is there with the kid. So, and, yeah. So, I, I'm something we can transition to I'm, that I, I am worried about. We knew this was going to be their Achilles heel, Achilles heel from last season and this season with their bullpen. That's getting overused. Fernando Salas is out there every single day. Jerry Blevins out there every single day. Thank God they sent down Rafael Montero. Oh God. They have Familia back, who's looks who looks shaky his first two innings. I I I'm all right with it. And now that this bullpen is going to come to fruition, I'm okay. They have the day off now. Uh, today, they're going to be. Are they going to the new Atlanta Stadium to, tomorrow? Are they home, are they home against week. Atlanta again? Yes. I'm, oh God. I'm there tomorrow and Wednesday. Um. Now this bullpen's going to come to fruition because then you were mixing and matching in the eighth inning with Levins and Salas and Robles, but now it's going to be reading the eighth, really the ninth, and then you can mix and match in the seventh inning with Levins and, and Salas and Robles, whatever you want, with Smoker, I mean, however you want to put it. Um, I wouldn't worry about Familia. I mean, the 15 games did go by fast. So, but we've seen this guy. One thing that we have to be careful, don't overwork him this regular season. You know, this I, I don't want to hear, okay, well, we got to get to the postseason first. I expect this team to be in the postseason. 
and how many? This is two years in a row now. We've seen him in the postseason get you know gassed out, and obviously, um, the Mets uh, the Mets season came as a detriment to it. Well, you said it, Errol. I mean, but some guys that are getting over, there are guys getting overworked. It's April. It's Hansel Robles. I know it's April. I think the, the Mets have three guys in the top leaders of appearances in the from the bullpen. It's that's not a good stat. I know it's April. especially with the starting rotation. Well, that's the thing, you know. You get, the starting rotation is kind. Of, Terry's easing the moment a little bit with Harvey and Degrom, especially Wheeler, which he has Harvey, to. Harvey's been great. Terry's been great. Degrom's been great. Wheeler, you're getting which what I've gotten from him, I've been happy with because I, I had no idea what to expect, especially after the first start. Colin's been okay. You know what? You know what? We'll be on the mound tomorrow. You know what's funny? Remember that Marlin game when he had eight earned runs? Mm-hmm. You know they went that back and changed it because there were a couple of errors and I couldn't believe it. So he had four earned runs instead of eight. And really? Then, yeah. So you got that wrong? That yeah, no, that was really bad. That was that 16 inning game. And then he had a fantastic start against the Phillies. His last start out, and he's pitching against tomorrow. I'm okay with him. I can't. There's believe- one guy that's you know been kind of shaky, and I'm kind of surprised. That's Noah Syndergaard. No, I mean, he was shaky last start. Besides that, I mean, he had an ERA around one. I mean, you know, he's not going to come out and have a great start. He hasn't had that one start that wows you yet. Uh, He hasn't had that double-digit strikeout game. Yeah, but when he's throwing double-digit strikeouts, he's going six, five, five, six innings. He's still going five, six innings. Listen, there's a lot to – Noah's the best talent or is the best talent on that team. DeGrom's the guy I trust the most, though. Yeah. Out of those four, yeah. out of those five guys, so, you know, you got to make sure. What's his nickname for you? The Grominate? No, you, have, you missed the, like, you trust, like, the, you have the nickname for him. I forget what and, you call him. And the Grom Mr. Mr. Accountability. Uh, I, I forget what you, what you call Stop him. Stop talking. Please. Syndergaard's the guy they lock up this season, this <laughs> offseason, whatever you want to call it. Oh, God. Listen, there's not much to worry about. To be honest, and, and you know, yeah, they're under 500. But guess what? There's a team in New York who's over 500, and and that's the Yankees. And something that did surprise me this weekend was losing two out of three to the. I I really did expect them to. I thought they were going to sweep this series. To be honest with you, because the Pirates, the whole news came out with Starling Marte, the 80, the 80 games PED suspension. Um, I thought I don't think much of the Pirates. You know, Andrew McCutcheon struggled to come on for this year, and the Yankee bats they just they slowed down. Yesterday, I, I, it's what happens, you know. Ivan Nova, some some people just can't handle New York. Uh, I think we can include that guy into that category because he just did, you know he was injured, then he just didn't have it, and he's, ever since he's been in Pittsburgh, he got a big contract, and good for him. One guy I am concerned about, and a guy, and I think I'm more concerned about it than anyone else because he's on my fantasy team, and I spent an 11 round pick on him, uh, Greg Bird. And he had that. We thought he was going to break out after the three for three game, that monster home run against the Cardinals. But dude, I, he hasn't done anything. I mean, he's barely. He's hitting just above what Rays is hitting. I mean, come on. And, and as he's showing me right now, you got this big Red Sox series coming up, which is at Fenway, correct? Yes. Um, Thursday night. No, I believe they're home. No, they're at Fenway. We're right. Oh, you're, yeah, right. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, Thursday night, just a, a little side note on that. Thursday night, dude. Chris Sale, Masahiro Tanaka, what a matchup that's going to be. The only downside of it, you got Rangers hockey game one, and then you got the NFL, NFL draft, which we'll get into a little bit later. So those ratings should be weren't going to be as high as it would have been if it was on say. You know, then you Wednesday got the Baltimore, night. and then Toronto after that. Yeah, so I, you got a lot of division games, and this is a team that you know they're eleven and seven. 
I think every Yankee fan would sign up for that right now without, especially that they don't have Gary Sanchez or D.D. Gregorius, two best players, you can argue. But what about Aaron Judge? I was you you were say, talking about it before the show. Oh, my God. What has – you know what? You know how every year a team has that one guy that everyone looks at, like, you know, that guy that resembles your season. Last year it was Gary Sanchez. This year it's going to be Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, I don't know how many, what, he has like six or seven home runs? It's not even the home runs, it's as far as he's hitting them. Unbelievable. I'm going to get his, I'm going to get his stats. The right guy now. has, it's not even like he's a best, it's not even like he's one of those lugs in out, that you just stick in the outfield with no. a lot of power. The guy can play the field, and he has a rocket in an arm. I, this guy's a good all-around player. He's cut, the concern with him was cutting down the strikeouts, which he's done. Um, Him in the field, which there have been no issues with him in, in uh, right field right now. No, not at all. And I'm okay with him wearing – I hope no one's insulted because I know everyone was insulted when uh, Josh Hosang was wearing Mario Lemieux's number. I hope no one's insulted that he's wearing Wayne Gretzky's number. <laughs> and, uh, Steven, you got the stats up. Yeah, he's uh, batting 279, not bad. Six home runs, 13 RBIs, uh, OPS of 983. Jesus. That's not bad. Six to say the least. 60% higher than Jose Reyes is. Um, you know what I want to find? Try to find it. The eight extra base – Extra, extra base hit. Do you have an average distance on there? Every home run that's gone over because it, that has to be at least over 420 feet. Uh, the guy is demolished. He's ball, and we knew it already. He was a big guy. He was going to have a lot of power. And like I said before, the thing that concerned, you know, Yankee fans was the strikeout rate of this guy. And obviously, that has not been an issue. He's cut it down. Uh, he's had a very nice month of April. Like Stephen just said, 279, 13. RBI's six home runs that probably average about 430 feet. It's ridiculous. Um, there's a lot of teams that like with this Yankee team. Um, they have one of the best, if not the best, bullpen in the league. Um, you've had a couple surprises early on with Pineda and Severino. I think Pineda was more of a surprise than Severino because Pineda's just been a flat-out tease every single year. Uh, you've seen the talent. You've seen what he can do, and he never does it. Um, CC has gone on and had, again, I've said it so many times. This is one of my favorite pitchers of this decade. The guy is the gutsiest pitcher I've ever seen in my short life. I mean, he won a World Series at the Yankees. Um, he pitched fantastic for the Brewers. I mean, doing it on two or three days rest. The guy is great. The guy is a gamer. The guy is a veteran in that locker room. He's playing for it. Honestly, he's playing for another contract with this team. I mean, mm-hmm. he could be a four fifth starter for this team next year. There's no reason not to have him be. Oh, without a doubt. So, uh, CC's been great. And Tanaka, you, you want to see more from, uh, obviously he's come up as of late. The first couple starts are not pretty, but Tanaka's the one guy that can have a rough start to the year and I'm not going to be worried about. And then Montgomery, I got to say this now, I, and I watched him, first of all, his delivery is a little, I love the wacky delivery. It kind of looks like Kirchhoff in a sense, the way he delivers the ball. He's not a guy, he's five, five pitches, he has a great curveball. Not a guy who's going to throw – he's really going to blow 95, 96-mile-per-hour fastball by you. But the guy has confidence. He has moxie. And, you know, he's. A, I think he's He's going to be a good fit starter for this team. I really like this Montgomery kid. And I actually have some stats for Aaron Judge home runs. He's, like I said before, six home runs. His average true distance is 419. Average speed off the bat – which is the exit velo. Exit, exit velocity, yeah. Uh, 105.7. <laughs> uh, 
uh, unbelievable. Man. I mean, now when you start comparing his exit velocity to um, the still skills competition in the NHL, which are back in the day, which Jay Webb, that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Um, the guy is fantastic. And isn't it a little frustrating when you look at – when you're the other 29 teams in the NFL, in baseball and you look at the Yankees, that's ridiculous, or that distance. But let me let me just list you the distances. Okay. First one was 371. Next one was 389. This is distance, guys. 436, 403, and this is the biggest one, 458, and then 447. I, wasn't that 458 the one that everyone thought they kind of cheaped him out on? Should have probably been further. Yeah. Um, I mean, this team is so good. For that two, one, the speed off the bat for that one, 113.9. It's ridiculous. Um, the last two decades, I mean, this team goes out, and, you know, they were known as the evil empire. You know, they go out and buy all their players, which if you got the money, why not? you got to win whatever way you can. And now this team it doesn't have that philosophy anymore, and they're already succeeding in the new philosophy that they're they're adopting. Use it, you know, have your young players go out and make a couple of trades if you need to to get more young players and see who works out. Torres, we all believe it's going to be star, could be the best one. Sanchez, we've seen it. Judge, we're now seeing it. Greg Bird, I know he's off to a slow start, but we've seen it. And Clint Fraser, we don't know what's going to happen with him. And Caprillion, you know, he's having Tommy John surgery to step back for him. But I, I just named six guys. And that's not to mention the veterans, D.D. and Starling Castro. This team has reinvented itself. They're fun to watch. Brian Cashman deserves all the credit in the world because everyone's hating on them. Everyone wanted him out. The last few, last few years of no playoffs, so everyone wanted him out. And, you know, he was building for the future, and he, he done a fantastic job of it. So They're just a lot of fun to watch right now. They're the New York team to watch right now. And just I'm excited for Yankee fans. I, I think they can truly contend. I, I don't remember. Wild card. I don't remember the last time. I think so. And you picked them to go to, to be in the wild card. I mean, I it's you know we can say it. Uh, you know when we talk about don't worry about the Mets. Well, don't get so excited. Well, we're going to the playoffs. You know we have a chance for the World Series. I think Series. they have a team that can compete. They absolutely. I think they will be in September competing for games. Now whatever happens after that, we'll we'll see. But um, ten minutes left in the show. <laughs> Bless you, Mr. Weissman. Thank you. Uh Dude, drafts on Thursday. Drafts on Thursday. Drafts on Thursday. Drafts on Thursday. Where are the Jets going? Quarterback or uh, uh, the d- defense? This is what I they should. This is what I'm going to tell you what they should do and what they're going to do. What they should do is trade back. Now there's been talks with the Browns to trade up to six, or the Browns want to trade up to six with that 12th pick to get the quarterback. Now whether it's Mitchell Trubisky, which I heard they like, or Deshaun Watson, which is the guy I would take. Um, it sounds like it would be Trubisky. Now, if we look at it, they could sit there in 12 and still possibly get their quarterback. I, I mean, um, first overall, they should be taking Miles Garrett. San Francisco has already come out and told you that you, they're not in love with any of these quarterbacks. Um, the Bears sign Mike Glennon. They have their guy. Jacksonville, no. Tennessee, no. Maybe the 49ers. I, you know what? They, like, they have the number two pick. I know, but they said they really don't They don't love any of these quarterbacks, and they're kind of waiting for Kirk Cousins in a sense. I, I think they go running back. They're running back for, like, with Fournette. I could see them going. 49ers? I could At see number them. two? For what? They have Carlos Hyde, though, who they spent a second-round pick on a couple of years ago. Fournette could go. I could see him going four to Jacksonville. I mean, that's really – on paper, I mean, they spend so much money on the defense. They have the third pick or the second pick? The fourth pick Jacksonville has. No, 49. They have the second pick. Yeah, they have the second pick. I I think uh, the Stanford kid is going to go second. 
Solomon Thomas. Defense, defensive end. Defensive end, Stanford kid. He's had a lot of traction after a good combine. Um, I think Jonathan Allen or Jamal Adams. What about the Cook guy, the third. receiver? Oh, the uh, running back, Davin Cook. Oh, God, I thought he was a receiver. Oh, God bless you, Stephen. Um, third. <laughs> uh, one guy who's getting a lot of praise, who I really, as a New York fan, or the Jets, I don't hate the Jets. I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I, I, I have no reason to hate the Jets. Um, a guy I would really like the Jets to see yet is Jamal Adams. Hunting Badger 2.0 is describing him. Um, I mean, people we hear about around the, the NFL draft combine and all, all the pro days is that the guy seems already, already seems like he's in the NFL. And the guy's very mature. A he's a great yeah. safety. Is that all you look at? It's all I look at all day. It's not going to lie to you. This mock draft has obviously Garrett going first. Uh, second, Leonard Fournette. Third, Are you uh, kidding? Hooker. Malik, Malik Hooker. Safety out of Ohio, from Ohio. Jacksonville, uh, Jonathan Allen, like you said. Uh, fifth, they have t- Titans taking OJ Howard. This is the problem. No, I see. This is the problem I have with a tight end going far. How many tight ends in this league right now? I'll even go super further. How many teams, how many tight ends in league history are worth a number five, a top five pick? Gronkowski? Jimmy Graham? The guy that stop. Who are they gonna stop? Say? Stop. Tony Gonzalez, I guess. I, I mean, really, there's not many guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Greg Olson in that category. I wouldn't put Kyle Rudolph in that category. No. Um, Jeremy, Walker, Jeremy no. Shockey, if he, he never had a bad attitude, I guess. I, I don't. There aren't many guys who are. <laughs> Kevin Plaskett. The one hit one, the one year wonder. Oh God, there's been a lot of young one young wonders. <laughs> um, but really, I I don't see a tight end going that high. I can see him going ten. I can see him going highest highest ten to Buffalo because I think Tyrod Taylor is a real good quarterback. I think he has a lot of talent. I just don't know if he has the weapons around him aside from Sammy Watkins. So it's this mock draft also has the Jets picking uh, Jamal Adams, the safety out of LSU. I think that would be a great pick. The guy is a they call him the chief, uh, the chief in the backfield. I mean, they need a secondary. I, Darrell Revis is gone. Um, Calvin Pryor should really just bulk up and be a linebacker because he couldn't cover you and me in coverage. Um. They don't really they don't have a secondary at all. I mean, Michael, you know, Gilchrist, come on. Uh, How's the Panthers at eight picking McCaffrey? I can see it. That guy's one of the more dangerous guys in the draft because he literally looks like a wide receiver. Like, we've seen guys who had success coming out of the backfield as a receiver. That guy looks like a wide Maybe receiver. Maybe the Jets go after him. No, I, I don't. They need defense, and they need a sec- someone in the – I think it's like an old man, though. It should be – yeah, but I like Bilal Powell right now. This, this is a really deep running back draft. I mean, there are guys that are projected to go in the third round that any other year should be a first-round pick. This is a really, really deep draft, which is why I think the Jets should trade back. What they're going to do, I think they take someone in the second Where year. Where do the Giants go? That's tough because – the offensive, offensive line. They, they, have, they don't love the offensive lineman in this draft. And really, no one does love the offensive lineman in this draft. Um, I think one offensive lineman is definitely going to go to Denver because that, that offensive line is just in shambles. And they're going to have a young quarterback going this year. So they want to protect him as much as possible, whether it's Lynch or Semyon. Um, I was looking at Jordan Ronan's mock draft, or not as much, most likely, and he had number one as the kid, the linebacker from Florida, Davis, Jared Davis. 
Um, they haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since 1985. I mean, it's a tough sell. He's a fast guy, though. That's just why he can play on the inside or the outside. If Garrett Bowles is there, I think you should take him. If not, then Jared Davis. And if he if he's not there, there's a possibility neither of those guys. Do you think he's a receiver? Uh, no, no, they don't need receivers. No, no, they have the top three. No, not after they signed Marshall. I don't, I don't think so. There's nothing really. Um, Tight end. There's been some. If Howard's there, I think he's, there's no way. There's no way Howard's going on twenty three. He's not going to be there. You know, early in the draft process, they projected McCaffrey to go to twenty three. I don't think he's going to be there now after his pro day and after his combine. So I don't um, know. The Giants don't trade that. We'll if trade I that had one. to, and we'll make a trade. Yeah. We'll make no. They haven't traded. They haven't traded. Well, they traded. Up, let's not forget. They traded up in second round last year for Landon Collins, but they had a first round grade on him. And the guy is. They're on the second day in the second round and say, "Well, we got to go up and get him." We'll and actually be seeing Landon Collins in two weeks. Oh, when we go to the. I know. Spring. In two weeks. Uh, in two months. In two, there, two months. You, there you go, Steve. We're going to the softball. We'll be going to the softball. Landon Collins softball. Uh, softball game with Giants greats. Giants greats. Henry Hanoski. Henry Ionoski, uh, it's gonna be fun, man. I, I can't wait. You know that you know I'm a nerd when it comes to the off season stuff. I've been waiting for this. the draft used to be earlier, and um, I, I I can't wait. So, but if I had to pick with the Giants, the Giants, I've no, I really, I, I cannot believe, I really have no idea because I have no clue. Jerry, like I said, Davis and Bowles can both be gone. They don't love Ramship, uh, the offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Because you know, he had the hip surgery and he only played football for one year, and there was then there was that little like you know question whether he was going to want to play football or not. So you don't want that type of guy. And then Cam Robinson, they project as maybe a right tackle. They want a guy who could project as a left tackle in the future, which I think Bowles is the guy. Well, I think the biggest question for them uh, coming into the season is Eric Flowers. What are you doing with him? God, um, I, I I'm sticking to my belief. That they brought in Fluker, they brought back Jerry. I think they're going to draft an offensive lineman or two in this draft, and they're going to literally let them compete. I throw Bobby Hart in there, too. You think Flowers might be out of a job? No, he's only 23. I think if I think if Bowles, if they draft Bowles and they see he's capable of playing left tackle, they put Flowers on the right side. And if he can't do that, then they're going to have to put him at guard. I, I mean, I think they would go to guard before they even think about cutting bait with him. I will say this. Um, people want to talk about because people are so infatuated what's going on with the quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to take one in round one, but one team I think I will, I'm going to make a bold prediction on our 95 Sports Network, the network of Bobby and his other team, the Steelers. I really do believe they will draft a quarterback. If there's a quarterback that they like, now I don't know who they like. You know, it could be Mahomes with the big arm or. Or it could be Watson, who I think resembles Big Ben just a little bit, despite being a little bit undersized. I think they will draft a quarterback, and I believe they pick around 28. Because, you know, the, the uncertainty that Ben Roethlisberger had coming back and right after that uh, Patriots game, the Patriots debacle, I got to call it. Um, And the guy's always banged up, and he's over 30. I mean, he's almost 30. He's in his mid-30s. So I, I think definitely – they can – okay. I think they can definitely draft a quarterback. Steven, you want to tell me what you're reading over there? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know um, – Oh, God, I love time. It's literally the worst – the greatest thing and the worst nightmare. 
Steven got a notification this day, last year, April 24th, 2016. Um, the Islanders scored in overtime against the Florida Panthers to go on the second round. And so this kid starts crying. I'm literally going to punch him in his mouth. But um, with that said, uh, <laughs> we never like saying goodbye, but there always the time is that we have to. So um, it was a great show. Uh, we'll go more into uh, the playoffs on Wednesday. We're going to definitely get more into the draft on Wednesday too. Um, but really, and we're going to do playoff predictions and a draft and draft predictions as well on Wednesday. Uh, as we have a great show coming up for Wednesday, and I, I and I, I cannot wait. wait. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, the only thing that could be better is if you weren't sitting next to it. I'm just joking with you. But um, congratulations again to the Rangers. They will go on Congrats, to the second Aaron. round. Thank you very much, Steve. They will go on to the second round and face the Ottawa Senators. So uh, that's another thing to look forward to. So uh, thank you to everyone listening today. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Weissman and I on the I-95 Sports Network. Have a great day, everybody.